Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Is this the correct microphone? It's twisted like a pretzel here between the microphone. That's the right one. That sounds good to me. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. May 9th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope everybody's having a great start to their morning. It was a stormy, stormy evening. Nope. It's in there. Yep. Good to go. It was very stormy. Good old 3.30 wake-up call. Yeah. Those are always fun. About the same over on my end, too. Did you all get the light show? Yes. And the cool. hail. The hail was the, the loud one. Because one. Actually, you know, you like a nice little rainstorm to kind of like, ooh, that's kind of nice to sleep to. Hail, a lot louder. I much, much louder. I don't think we got the hail. I, I don't think we got really the worst of it in Linden. And I don't know if it's my headset or what it is, but it sounds just horrible. Well, um, you know, it's, we're back in for the first time in a hot minute. So, you know. No, I mean, not just going into the rant about nothing in the studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. The it's, show it's... runs much better when we stay at home. I mean, I'm not kidding. I think we're never, I, I don't know if I'm coming back in the studio again. <laughs> like, what's the point? Nothing ever works. Well, does it work? At, at, no, at no fault to Scoots, though. I would hate to see this place if Scoots wasn't helping make everything sound better. No, but it really is just like falling uh, apart. Yeah. 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 So we're going to have to figure out maybe this. Does it sound the way it sounds in my ear over the air? It it is. Yeah, Yeah. we we cannot do that. Try that other mic. Yeah, I don't. It was working last week, so I'm not sure. Oh, so there was a time where that mic didn't work? Try that, TJ. There was a time this mic did not work. So that one's not working. All right. I'll figure it out. Well, Well, Scoots, you were. I can't talk. Yeah. Not your fault, buddy. Nobody's blaming you. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe mess with this rig to try to get it to work. Um, That's not a bad idea. Yeah, instead of the one that it was doing the old N64 blowing on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, no. Yeah, I no. can't really tell. It is not better. Can't really hear much of anything though. But we're figuring it out. Slow Tuesday. Testing one, two, three. 
could just be kickbacks, but I don't know if that matters though. Man, this is because uh, the headset was as loud as it's like ever been. Ever. Who was the guy? John, John Spears. Was it John Spears? Yeah, Spears was... can't hear. Yeah, okay. So he must have been the one to mess all this stuff up. Oh. It does sound like something's just like slightly unplugged somewhere. Mm-hmm. Let's just shake all the plugs as uh, Scoot said. Oh, yeah, that's doing some stuff. Scoot said. Yeah, the, whatever uh... you're doing sounds like that's where the issue is. Yeah, for sure. Is that better? No, you're, no, it sounds like you're like scratching a DJ disc jockey. Sort of <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah. One. But that, that's where the issue, I, I would imagine, has to be. Yeah, because it's definitely give it, providing something. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like some internet. That would be cool. So you have some hail damage. Yeah. Oh, internet's long gone. I've yeah. given up on the internet here. Long time ago, I do the hotspot. My, my hotspot. It's two hours. I'll be okay with it. But uh, one thing I'm not okay with is this. So you talk. I'm yeah. not going to talk. I, um, while messing around with uh, the internet this morning on my phone, I found something. Uh, it's an advertisement for, quote, it's the best idea ever. So, which two garbage products could you mix together to make an even bigger garbage product that's the best idea ever? Could be a million things. I know. I, I think, it, what if Papa John's did something that Taco Bell would do? So, uh, Papa Dia Taco. Very close. A Papa pa- Taco. A Papa Dorito Papa Dia. Oh, oh, interesting. Wait, so wait, Papa John's did that or Taco Bell did it? Uh, Papa John's did it, but it is something very much that like you would imagine Taco Bell would do. No, that is right, because when I ordered, when we got, we got a ton of food for this party that Roush came to last Wednesday, and they threw in, uh, Papa John's was part of the order of delivery, they threw in a Doritos Papadilla thing, and I think it, I'm 99% sure it went uneaten at the party. Oh, it... <laughs> The, the, the part is, is you think, okay, well, maybe a Doritos Papadilla, you know, the, the nacho cheese, like, what well, you're not doing too much there, right? You're just sprinkling on some, some orange dust. Um, no, they did the Cool Ranch, which, um, imagine your breath. I just, I just, you, you would smell like it for the rest of your day. It would stick to you worse than comments, which, second time in a week, boom, hit the bingo card. Gotta love Want me to go home and I'll do for my computer. I don't know what else to do, but I can't. I, we can't have somebody talking to that microphone for two hours. We will not have a single. Do um. Oh wow. Yeah. I it, I thought it was just coming through in general. No, it's only coming through yours. Yep. Yep. That's not good. Not great, Bob. Excuse me. Trying throw it to break. We can talk about this off air. Yeah. Yeah. Or for you know the classic five minute segment. Yeah. Get your day started going. Well, but we, can we blame the hail damage for it? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Suck it, hail. Oh, well, I do. It's just wife's got her stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, n- definitely not my tools <laughs> that are all in the way. Um, okay, we go to commercial break. Yeah. Alrighty. Yep. Okay. We'll Sorry, everybody. This is just uh, this is life in the radio business. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Yes. Oh yeah. Can you feel that? We are back. Are we? We're back. 
Kentucky Roll Call, Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, TJ making his way back to home studio. Big X is just, you know. Falling apart. Yeah. Yeah, duct tape can only do so much. Can't fix everything. Come close, but it can't fix everything. Scoots, all malfunctions aside, how how are you this morning? (sighs) I was good. I was, I was Woke doing Woke up in a chipper fine. mood. Well, so I knew the computer was frozen this morning, so I got here a little early to to rectify that situation, which I was able to successfully do that, but then TJ's mic not work and just throws a wrench and everything else, and it's like, there's only so much I can do, you know? But yeah, I'm, I'm good, other than that. The, uh, uh, it, you just don't like waking up in the morning on the wrong foot. No. Which, but you know what? We're going to get back onto the right one. Um, gonna, I, I'm personally going to load up on some coffee, some caffeine. Uh, my son, though, he woke up on the right foot. He had a freaking remote control monster truck in the mail waiting for him. Nice. I mean, what's his birthday? He gets everything. No. Uh, just, you know, get from a family friend who met him is like, oh, I had fun hanging out. Here, here's a toy. You know, people like buying kids cool stuff. And that's, mm-hmm. that's going to be pretty cool. I'm sure uh, sure he's going to be... So he just ride that all day? Yeah, probably. probably. It's always fun. Getting the new toy. What would, what would be the thing right now, Scoots, if you could get just any sort of gift, toy, anything that could just keep you occupied for a day? What, what would it have to be? Um, funny you ask, because I was actually talking about it yesterday. So I got a Super Nintendo recently here in the last like eight months or so, but I haven't really played it a whole lot because my game selection is pretty weak. Mm. But if I could get Donkey Kong Country, it would be on for twenty four straight hours. Yeah, yeah, that that that's a good game. That's a very high quality game. Yeah. Great soundtrack too. Just the background music in that <laughs> one, and then whenever the bananas go wild, like where you're jumping on the little old train tracks. Yep. That one's good. Big oh, the, the train, the train level was always the best. Yeah, or you're in the cart. Super Mario World is also just a of all the Mario's. That one's the most fun because it's got the the most secrets. You know, mm-hmm. trying to find out. Ooh, where's the where's the hidden star? Oh, gotta find Rainbow Road. It was back whenever people would buy books to find all of the secret spots in video games. Oh yeah. Wild times, wild times. Now we're just in regular times where you just download video games onto your fancy schmancy console. Don't like that. Gotta have the disc, put it in. What what happens if if the game doesn't work? Can you take it out and ball on it? Yeah. Oh yeah. N- not not in the new age though. That's true. Yeah. Well, if you're downloading it straight to your system, it should always work. Well, I thought most uh, microphones should always work. That's true. Also true. Not the case. <laughs> Not the case. Scoots, I got back on my BS yesterday. Got a nice good sweat in. I got sh- shook off all the derby rust. Oh, back on the diet? Uh, yeah, kind of. Loose diet? Yeah, so getting there. Get, you know, it's it's not a... If I go cold turkey, it's bad news. But we're slowly working our way through it. Um, and then here's the other thing, too. I, uh, I remembered... Because typically, I don't have anything... Like, after derby, there's just nothing scheduled for weeks. And weeks on end, um, I, have, I have something to look forward to. This Thursday, Brooks and Dunn are coming to Lexington. Nice. 
and uh, broke them down. I thought bag. they broke up. Well, you know, they get back for some tours, hmm. or reunions here and there. Well, Neon Moon. So I need this Country Music Thursday to be a a Brooks and Dunn day. Okay, I think I could pull. Can it you off. handle that? Yeah, I think so. It's my wife's favorite band. They're you know they're just they're great. Your they're wife's old, favorite band. Oh, she yeah. I didn't. I didn't honestly think that Brooks and Dunn would be anyone's favorite band. They're kind of just like middle of the road. They're there. Their music's good, but it's not like great. Yeah, but it, you say that, and then when you go through the deep tracks, you're like, ah, yeah. Man. There, I mean, there are some good ones, but <laughs> pretty great. I feel like majority are middle of the road. Well, I think it's because they they did a good job bridging the '90s country to new country without getting terrible. Because that can happen. Mm-hmm. You can get terrible. And how, how does he hit those high notes? <laughs> I don't know. Don't know how he does it. Uh, sometimes I don't know how we do it, but we're here. Uh, we are, we've got sports to talk about. We do? Yeah. Did you watch any of the sports last night, Scoots? I watched a little bit of that Heat game. Heat? That, was, that was last night, right? I, you know, I, and then this is coming from a casual observer, which I know y'all are all well aware of, but I love that people were burying the Heat. After they had to play in the play-in games to get the playoffs. And now they're what, one game away from being back in the conference finals. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> I said it when they started that play-in tournament. I said as long as they play Milwaukee, they've got a shot. And that's the road that panned out. Yeah, pretty nuts. I, I just love that it's coming at the expense of the Knicks and Pat Riley. You know, I mean, he he is he the last? Was that their greatest run since Pat Riley's been there? I guess they had the one year with like Allen Houston and Ewing where they went to a conference finals with uh, Van Gundy. But this was their, their oh, we, we got the upset. We get to play the Heat mm-hmm. and losing the Garden. I, love, I, I will say I did, uh, I did love seeing Knicks fan celebrations after just one win. Where, where does Jimmy Butler rank for you? In terms of league superstars. Oh, man, I love this conversation because he's he is great, but people slide him down the pecking order because he's not consistent. Mm-hmm. But you know what? He's had a great playoffs. They'll always have to be consistent. Just show up in the playoff time. Mr. May. Well, you talk about the play-in tournament. Lakers also up 3-1 after last night. Wow. I did not watch that one, but pretty yeah. impressive. Too late, too late past my bedtime, but... Um, sorry, John. Yeah, yeah, very, but not really that sorry. <laughs> 27 points for LeBron James, 23 and 15 for A-Day, and uh, Austin Reeves, 21 points. I uh, I loved yesterday, there was a story that somebody reported, if the Lakers win the NBA Finals, every person that played on their team this year would be offered a ring. It's like, dude, you're not even in the finals. You're not even in the Western Conference finals. And you're talking about giving rings to Russell Westbrook? Like, what What are we doing here? Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Oh, also, I, just who cares? I, I don't know. That feels like the most ideal hot take machine. Can you believe the Lakers would give rings to the other player? They didn't even play in the playoffs. They ruined the team when they were bad. It's just like easy, bad sports radio fun. Mm-hmm. The easiest. I mean, it's it's simple, really. If you go to another team and you're not on 
said team in the playoffs making a run, you don't get a ring. Like, what are we doing? Now, if it was like a sentimental story or something and Westbrook had to leave, well, I mean, that's a bad example. But let's say he had to I mean, leave. Even if the the person was at the end of – they'd been there. Like when Kevin Love had been with the Cavs for years and years and they were having to pay him too much, they were trying to get rid of his contract and they trade him at the deadline. Like, okay, you could understand that. Which, by the way, Kevin Love seeing him in a Miami Heat uniform, just weird. Yeah, I'm like, wait, were you – you weren't on the, that Heat – no, you were trying to figure out when who was with the Heat, yeah. when he was the Cavs. It just now, if that situation, say Kevin Love, like had a house down in Miami, and that's where his family was, and there was like some sort of family emergency, which is why he got traded down there, or they did did him a favor, and say the Cavs ran through the playoffs. I think Kevin Love should get a ring in that situation. But yeah, I mean, if they just traded him and because he wanted to get out of there, then absolutely not, no ring. Would you uh do you ever wear a ring, Justin? No. Never have. Did never you get will. your peak in high school ring. You know, I don't think I did get a class ring, no. I didn't get a class ring either. I don't think I did for high school or college. And I'm not a ring guy. I I, I don't know. I just can't have anything on my fingers. See, I think I could be a ring guy. I mean like, you are now. Well, yeah, but like another ring guy. You know, but I don't know what it would what would it be? Because class ring, like, I, you know. I mean, I if I had. School, but am I going to wear a class ring around? It if, just seems a little. If I had six Super Bowls like Tom Brady, yeah, yeah, I'd wear the hell out of those. But those aren't even wearable. Yeah, they're just gaudy. Maybe go back. If they, if they went back to kind of the old school rings where it's just kind of common jewelry, boom. In. I'm in. It's kind of what I was hoping for, and then I lost twice. So that that was no fun, <laughs> uh, no fun at all. No one cares about your high school days. Glory days. But hey, we've got uh, more playoffs tonight. Celtics Sixers game five series tied two two. That's gonna be fun, and it's not a ten o'clock game. Cause we can watch it, Scoots. Wow, seven thirty tip off. Yeah. Real big time. Two game fives of the series, Tad. Suns Nuggets afterwards. That I will not be watching. By the way, hand up. I was wrong on that one. What you, oh, that I they said were five. Done. Yeah. Yeah. I gave up. Yeah, Devin Booker. Turns out he's awesome. Yeah. He'd only missed like five shots in Didn't two games. Him and Durant the other night had like, what, 73 or 82 combined? Like, it was crazy. It's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. But Celtics Sixers tonight should be... Uh, a fun one. That series just feels very contentious, and I, I I I appreciate that. I also just can't wrap my mind around James Harden actually being good. <laughs> you know, I don't know why he had so many years where he was good. Yeah, but he was never good in the playoffs. So I just loved having the take that like one man show can't work. It's like I used to be a big Allen Iverson hater back in the day. Mm-hmm. And Iverson, hell, he even went to uh, at least one NBA Finals, maybe two. But love. Um, you know, love, love being the teamwork guy who, like, there's no I in team guy to share the ball. Celtics are seven and a half point favorites. What? Hmm. They're at home, but. Somebody must be out. It's a lot of points. There's a lot of points. A lot of points. Yeah, see if Embiid. Embiid is, I know he's been banged up, but he played the last game. That's a. Uh, yeah, seven and a half's a really weird number for that. A lot, a lot of, a lot of points. 
lot of points. Um, hey, but we can't just mess around. I, I, I was, I'm hoping to wait to get into some UK news until we get the sports talker back on the line, which should be uh, any moment now because we had some some significant UK basketball news yesterday with a transfer coming to town. Uh, we had some a little bit of news here and there on the football side of things. Uh, I felt bad for one of my buddies, uh, Scoots, because he's a big Ravens fan. He listens to the podcast, and he hated so much that he had to deal with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And there was a report that came out yesterday that from Jeremy Fowler over at ESPN that said that if they didn't get a Lamar Jackson deal done by the start of the draft, Will Levis might have been their guy at number 22 overall. Instead, mm-hmm. they end up announcing, I mean, that was just hours before the draft, mm-hmm. that Lamar was coming back. And, and strategic. Yeah, well, and it turned out, you know, it turned out good timing for all. Um, but, I mean, uh, my buddy, he he, he spoke it, in, he, he was this close to speaking it into existence. Made it all the way to draft night. But Will Levis, not going to be a Raven. They got the deal done. I just wanted to see their heads spin, you know. Watch the Louisville fans turn about face. <laughs> Keep the, the, the Ravens games on, you know, local radio because somebody's, oh, they, it's Will Levis, right? It's a Kentucky guy. You did it for a Louisville guy. Got to do it for a UK guy. That's true. Would have been so much fun. So much fun, but it wasn't meant to be. Instead, Levis is a Titan. Lamar still a Baltimore Raven. Do, are there the Titans games? Are they up here anywhere? Uh, they play in Indy. No, no, but like they don't put their games oh, on radio. Radio, do no, they? No. We got Colts, Bengals, Ravens. We do Where have the Colts. Titans. Mike? We have Bengals. Yeah, yeah. Bengals are well. They're they're on enough on one of this. They they rotate in enough. I seemingly can always find him. Um, yeah, let's get the Titans up here. Once Lovis takes over a starter. Speaking cool. of uh, radio, Scoots, did you hear about old Huggy Bear yesterday? Oh, my goodness. <sighs> what do you do? Like, what? He had to be drunk, right? It was one in the afternoon. Was it? So, so I saw it posted at five. So I was like, I guess he could have had a couple, so, but my gosh, that was bad. Bob Huggins, um, well-known, uh, I can't use that word, um, curmudgeon. He's, he's a salty, swirly, just kind of a grump, right? Um, but for some, you know, some people like that style. West Virginia's alma mater. He fits in like a glove there. Um, but yesterday, he went on a WLW in Cincinnati, which uh, one of the bigger radio stations in, you know, this side of the Mississippi. It's got a huge signal. It carries a long, long way. It's kind of like the big stick at 840. You know, it, you hear it forever. They got the Reds, uh, a bunch of sports shows, and he's on a midday show. And whoever hosts this midday show, I'm assuming they get regular... Uh, one of Huggins' old assistants in as a regular. And 
this guy's in as a, uh, you know, they have Huggins on and they're reminiscing about old times and uh, they bring up the Crosstown rivalry and Huggins mentions that, uh, well, Xavier, if anybody can get away with throwing uh, uh, rubber um, phalluses on the floor, it's Xavier and not getting in any trouble. And so then they've got to make transgender jokes, and then Huggins makes uh, uh, a homophobic slur, one that, uh, same one uh, his old pal Tom Brenneman, or, yeah, Tom Brenneman, not Marty Brenneman, not Tom w- Brenneman used. Not once, but twice, he said it. Yeah, like when they misheard him, he doubled down on it. It's like... Just added Catholic before it. <sighs> but, I mean, so Bob Huggins is going to get all the heat here. But, I mean, I think the the radio hosts were just Dude, as in the wrong. They, like some of the jokes they made were wholly inappropriate. And and then the... um, Isn't Bob Huggins the best? It's like, whoa, 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 we don't... Like just say okay, thanks, Bob. Uh, let's move on. You know it, that 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 their response to it was very weird. It was all. It's almost like they didn't realize what had happened in the moment. Well, I think they did, and they didn't know how to move on with it, and they were just kind of hoping nobody was listening. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we can get away with it. Oof. That was. Yeah, when I listened to that last night, so I I did the thing. I saw it. On Twitter, and I was like, I just put the phone between me and my roommate. I was like, well, it's Bob Huggins from today. People are saying it's a career ender. Let's hear what he had to say. And both of our jaws just hit the floor. Like, what? Well, the weird part, too, is that uh, somebody who just lives in Cincinnati that works at a TV station, or previously worked at one, heard it, tweeted it out, but then there wasn't audio for hours. Mm-hmm. He tweeted out at one thirty, and Awful Announcing didn't get it till about 4.30, I checked oh, previously, and their podcast just wasn't uploaded. And I'm like, so are they going to just not upload the podcast today and hope that they probably <laughs> nobody catches it? It was it was bizarre. And here, here's the thing, Scoots. Ten years ago, um, that word was used like in movie, tra- like on, on the Hangover movie trailer. That was, you know prominent in it right like that was something that you if you were ball busting with your friends that word would be used often 10 years though is is plenty of time to work that out of your vernacular Mm -hmm. and your vocabulary like i i know it you know yes times change but it's not like all of a sudden we just decided yesterday that that wasn't going to be a it's been 10 years Mm -hmm. which means Bob's been slinging him around for a while. And also, what the hell's up with Cincinnati? It's the same thing for the guy Tom in trouble. Same exact word. Yep. And it also made it uh, low-hanging fruit for, and there's a drive by Castellanos (laughs) to deep left field for a home run. Um, Also, the fact that Huggins had Brenneman come speak with the team after his own air flub, and there's a tweet. It's a tweet about it. This guy Tom Brenneman come in. His story is not of excuses, but of accountability. We've got TJ now. Oh, good. Hey, TJ. Hello, everybody. Hey. hey you, know, you sound great now, buddy. Oh, that's what I like to hear. Are we live <laughs> on air or are we at a commercial? No, we're live. 
Yeah. Okay. I, last, I, I had to turn off the radio after you all had gotten into the Bob Huggins discussion and had to run and, and get everything set up here. Only took a couple seconds. So I feel like I probably didn't miss, miss a ton. Uh, heard you all talking about the host of that show. Uh, that is a show that is played in the appraising offices, not my office specifically, but uh, that 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 show from, what is it, noon to three, I think, it's got a very loyal following. I think that huh. guy's been doing radio for a thousand years. Really? Yes. I guess uh, if you get a big Reds radio fan, like that's kind of right up your alley. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, that not, was not not good for really anybody involved in that. And to like lay a little bit of background, there will be times that Roush and I are doing interviews and we may just like totally disagree with something the guest says, but it's just better to like giggle, move on and just go to the next question or in the interview. Uh, we had our buddy Alan Keck drop in potty word, not not that potty word. Right, right. Uh, but, you know, like stuff like that can happen on radio where you do just kind of want to laugh and move on. I don't know if I'd go as far as after a guest said that, though, being like, man, he's the best. He is the absolute yeah. best. I think that's maybe where I would have drawn the line and like maybe just giggled and been like, all right, well, we're going to have to talk about that. And that ends our, our segment with Bob Huggins. Thanks for coming on, Bob. But I, I don't think you needed to necessarily double down on him saying that Bob Huggins was the best after making that comment. Yeah. I heard what you all had to say about it. I agree. I think the host kind of goofed in on that as much as maybe anybody else did, but Bob Huggins was still the one that said those words and he's still the one that's going to have to pay for it one way or another. And uh, what a mistake, like what a mistake from him, somebody that's been doing interviews for, a long, long time, decades and decades and decades and decades of interviews. He has just got to be smarter than that. And Scoots, you suggested could he have been drunk, and Roush came back. Well, it was like 1 o'clock, as if that's ever stopped anybody from <laughs> throwing a few back. I don't know if he was drinking or not drinking. I thought when I first, like even before I heard, so people tweeted out that it was out there, but people could not find the audio. And That was, I, that was the sure. weirdest part of it all, was you were like, wait, is this real or not? Yeah, because you, you just it was like a tweet and no no audio to reinforce that tweet. Yeah, it, like so I don't know if 700 WLW deleted it or just was making it harder to potentially find uh, that audio, but eventually it came out and even before he said what he said and I appreciate the audio that did come out. I think awful announcing was the first that I saw it. Mm -hmm. I'm glad they did like the the context of the questions the answer, yes. it wasn't just like the clip of the slur. It was the context of all of it. And, I, you know, I do appreciate that because I think that sometimes things can get lost in context. But this, and this is a perfect example of like, oh, yeah, it, nothing gets lost in context. He just totally goofed up on this. But even before he said the slur, I did think like he sounds weird. Not necessarily inebriated or anything like that. But he just like, gosh, does he know he's like on live or is because he just sounds way too relaxed. And he goes on, he says the racial slur, West Virginia releases a statement, he releases a statement, and people are outraged, people are supportive. Scoots, Roush, does he need to be let go? Is this how it all ends for Bob Huggins after this? So here's the thing for me, and, and you kind of alluded to it, even if he was drinking, that's no excuse to have a slip up like that. And then you also brought up Alan Keck with his situation last week. There's a 
big difference between saying something that's offensive and saying profanity. Like, Alan Keck didn't offend anybody by saying that. I mean, maybe he offended a couple parents that were in their cars with their kids. That's, like, that's going to be the worst of it. Like, parent will just look back and be like, that's a potty word. Can't say that. But, I mean, when you say a word like that that is offensive to a certain group of people... That's, you just can't have that. I, I, it's just such a bad look. I think they have no choice at this point. Scoot says, you're out of here, Bobby Huggins. Rash, what about you? I'm really tempted to make a joke about West Virginia, but I don't want to be offensive towards the state of West Virginia. I did love how many people yesterday were like, as a Catholic, I don't see the big deal. Uh, which, which, like, which, like, they're like, we, not, as, as a Catholic, it's not the nicest thing to call us. Like, that's, you know, hey, don't be mean. But I, I, I don't think it was, it was another word. Not, not offending the key. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now he did kind of lump Catholics all under one umbrella, or at least the Xavier Catholics all under one umbrella. But, it, it, like, you just got to be smarter than that, Bob. And I, I, you know, I do think there's some truth. I do think people slip up sometimes and people do make mistakes. And other times I think people just have their, their vocabulary and then they can turn it and turn it off based on media opportunities. See, and I think very clearly that word is in Bob Huggins vocabulary, which, yeah, that's the problem. Is that like, and, <laughs> is, is kind of what Scoot said. It's one thing to have profanity, in your vocabulary, it's another thing to have slurs that are hurtful. To yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, whether whether we use that word ten years ago or not, like Roush brought up, it's it's not an acceptable word today. And and you've got to, we just as humans have to be better of realizing what words are offensive, what words aren't, and what words we can't use, no matter how recently that we used them in our vernacular. So that's the way I see it. Bob. Sure. I think there's a lot, a, a lot. I think everybody kind of knows we, we have this conversation seems like once every six months or once every year where somebody says somebody really steps in it, says something they shouldn't have said. And then everybody has to give their takes on, on what the next action of recourse should be. Nobody's as bad as their worst moment. I highly doubt this is even Bob Huggins worst moment. If we're being honest, if your worst moment is saying a word, just a word. I don't think that makes you automatically a bad person. I think you may not be as smart as you think you are, because if you're willing to say those words, knowing the repercussions and the backlash, you, you, you probably aren't the smartest person in the world. So I'm team forgiveness in, in, in instances like this. He's been a head coach for a very, very, very long time. Not that he hasn't had his own issues here or there unrelated to this, but I, I think it would be – a mistake to let him go because of this incident. I think you can be upset with him. You can be disappointed with him and it doesn't have to lead to the end all be all action of firing. And the, the issue with West Virginia though, like things at West Virginia really have not been great for WVU basketball. They did make the tournament this past year. They look like they should have a pretty solid team this upcoming year, but even in that context, like at best, probably second weekend of the tournament sort of group, and even then that could potentially be the shre uh, stretch with how tough the Big 12 is. It's a tough spot for West Virginia because you're probably like, we don't really mind moving on. It wouldn't be yeah. the worst. We two, have Bob Huggett. Well, two NCAA tournaments Huggett. in five years. 
Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not ideal for a coach of his pedigree and his resume. But he loves the university. The university loves him. All the mod, he really yeah. does put West yeah. Virginia in a tricky spot. But you do feel like if it was just any other coach of his age with a different name, you'd it'd be easy. Like, okay, hey, this is easy to cut ties. Give us a little shot in the arm with the program. Get somebody younger in here, and this could actually maybe be a good thing when it's all said and done. But it's different with Bob Huggins and his ties to the university and his history there. I think you keep him, but you're probably going to need to do some sort of suspension or fine or something just to send a message that, like, we're not okay with what went down. But I don't think he needs to be fired for this. I very rarely think anybody needs to be fired for a word said. TJ, I'm, I'm just curious how, in your eyes, does this situation differ at all from the Tom Brenneman thing, or were you just on team Tom shouldn't be let go as well? Yeah, I, I don't think he should have been let go okay. either. Uh, it's also, I think, I think it's a little different. Um, you're paying, for, like, from a from a your own school sake or your own organization's sake, the head coach. Th- that, that's the part that's challenging because the head coach is obviously more valuable. It's easier to let go of the play by play guy, but shouldn't they be held to a higher standard too because they're the head coach, right? Like that's this is tough. Yeah, I very agree. tough. I, I think just as, again, I have this rant like once a year. People are probably sick of hearing about it, but all, never a bad time to kind of preach forgiveness, good, valuable learning lessons without people feeling like their career and livelihoods on the line. And again, Bob Huggins could be let go in the hour and he will be fine for his remaining years, whether it's 30, 20, however long it may Ooh, be. Guess that age. He'll be okay. Guess Bob Huggins' age. I would guess he is 69 years old. Uh, I'm going less, 64. Wow, TJ, right on the nose. Seriously? I, I thought he was older, too, because he's been coaching for seemingly forever. Man, I think he aged What a guess by me. Yeah, good job. You're TJ. in trouble for trivia, Ralph. Yeah, no, I just right? I think it's not a bad, you know, what he said was bad. What he did was bad. What he did was wrong. I just don't think everything that is wrong in society needs to be answered with a termination. I think there's other ways to go about stuff like that. And who knows? This is coming from somebody that is on a microphone every two two hours every day. Like, not that I use that word in my vocabulary. I promise you I do not. But people slip up. People make mistakes. People goof. That was a pretty big one. He needs to, there needs to be, there needs to be something. I just don't think he needs a, a, a pretty great college basketball coaching career needs to see its closure because of uh, a 20-second mistake. Hmm. We'll find out more today. I'm I, I'm, curious how they're going to handle it all. We've already got the Bob Huggins apology. He's going to accept all consequences, so uh, we shall see. It, yeah, and you had, you had West Virginia, too. They People were trying to read into, like, West Virginia released their statement. Bob Huggins released their statement. Is this a good thing for his? Is it a bad thing? Um, I, you know, we'll, we'll find out. I did think in terms of apologies in these instances, not that it takes away from the, the thing that he did. It, it was a good apology. It wasn't like, you know, he didn't try to back away from it or try to make some excuse for what why it happened. He pretty much owned up to it. Just said, I messed up. I shouldn't do that. And I'm going to, like you said, Roush, he said he's going to handle any punishments that come his way. And you're right. If you're West Virginia, you you do need to move somewhat quick on this. I don't know if you make a statement being like, he is our coach. See, that's the thing is if you don't hear something in the next couple days, probably by tomorrow, it probably just means 
they're going to handle it in-house, and he's going to still be the coach. But the interesting timing of all this is that West Virginia would have seven players that could be plucked, maybe six that could be plucked, and not like by the bluest of blue bloods, maybe one or two potentially. But they have a lot of players that would have really nice options elsewhere if they didn't want to play, if they had thought they were playing for Bob Huggins and now it came out that that would not be the coach that they're playing for. So it's really interesting timing too for West Virginia for a season again that they're a little bit excited for. Uh, they're not going to be a top five or top 10 team in my opinion, but they do have players that could really contribute to a top five team or a top 10 team. So if you're West Virginia, you need to, you need to get your ducks in a row here and let the players know that like, Hey, we are keeping him. We're not keeping him. But then again, if you say you're not keeping him, people are going to try to bounce. And I don't know how that exactly work with the portal and stuff like that. You'd probably get waiver situations and, I would think maybe potentially, but it's a really interesting situation in West Virginia after a pretty ugly incident. Yes. Yes. And the, the transfer portal dynamic is something that's new to all this. Right. Um, And have we, have we seen any, not like necessarily for, uh, you know, somebody gets in trouble and it's a untimely firing, but like, has there been a, has there been a late, Fire late coaching change that is we've seen a mass exodus. I can't. Well, when you had Will Wade at LSU, the the Murray State coach had to replace that entire team. I mean, virtually that is quite almost literal that he had to replace the entire team there, and that was a a kind of a late firing, somewhat out of the blue, and then boom, it all kind of it it all ran away from from LSU their entire basketball team ran away so yeah there's been instances where you've had some mass exoduses for sure uh, related to firings or hirings and things along those sorts but West Virginia is going to be a especially interesting situation and if you're I, I, you know I couldn't really get a sense of West Virginia fans either it seemed like most of them were like yeah this isn't good but he still needs to be our coach I do like I feel pretty confident that you'd never have to worry about something like this with John Calipari, but I do wonder what the reaction would have been had it been Cal that did something along these lines. Well, um, if you ask some people, they he did just that when he kneeled for the anthem. You know, Are we, we uh, great. That's a great I'm, point. I'm surprised how many people still do uh, bring that up. But um, speaking of Cal, out uh, I watched an AD last night. And Winion, he's out jet setting in Los yeah, Roush, Angeles. At one time you had the, the ring debate, and then you went on and had the ring debate. Yeah, so oh, I, I felt it. The ring debate I, yeah, exactly. Ring I was like, oh, well, why are we even doing this? And then we ended up doing it. But, you know, it was, it, it's been a weird morning, didn't it? It has been a very weird morning. Not one of uh, our finest, but for very different reasons than Bob Huggins yesterday Which, afternoon. One thing we no, didn't. No drinking here either, unfortunately. Get to yesterday um, was was Carl staying at the at the cow's house, and they're like social media back and forth. That was awesome. What a cool life! You just get home from a trip, and cats just pass down your recliner. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, how often do we think this happens? Where just NBA players are hanging out at the cow house? Like it's it's one of those things that it's very cool. I'm glad they have that relationship, TJ. But I'm also like, part of me is like, aren't you, like, don't you just get a hotel if you're an NBA player? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was definitely uh, I, that kind of crossed my mind too. But Cat Carl seems to be very friendly with the people that are close to him. So Carly just said, "I know I've." He, and they slept there. The 2015 team slept over several times during that season in the summer before. So probably said, "I know a good spot. I've got my own mattress there. I can steal the big guy's chair. No, no problem oh, with me." I bet you. Very interested in why you think Calipari was out in L.A. though. That's what he tweeted. He was out in L.A. Or was the game not in L.A. last night? No, it was. I just wonder why you think he – like, he was there. <laughs> we have evidence he was there. Yeah. I'm not trying to question if he was actually there. It wasn't like a deep fake. But why was he in L.A.? To watch uh, Anthony Davis, right? Yeah. I'm sure he yeah. he met with Clutch and was like, all right, we got to get our stuff together. There you go. Yeah. That's what I was – that was uh, – yeah, of course. You, you get courtside seats to be able to watch an NBA game, watch your former players, get some TV time. But a couple things. One, we're going to talk about the San Diego State transfer. We're probably going to wait till the top of the hour to do it. San Diego and L.A., I don't know if people know this, not terribly far from one another. And I think he finished up his Arizona visit, so he probably would have been back in town. Secondly, and I don't even know if they can meet. I, I know it's a dead period for women's basketball. I don't, I don't know what the deal is with men's. I guess not because he's visiting in like two days. So yeah. not for men's basketball. So I did think about that. And then Roush, I did think about that also. That like you get these Aaron Bradshaw rumors with Clutch, which is in LA, and quite literally within 24 hours, Calipari spotted in LA. Is this just to make sure smooth over? Let's have a face to face. I'm kind of sick of talking and going back and forth on the phone. Let's get this squared away so I, I can know. Hey, this is my roster. This is my team. And we can we can get rolling with Bradshaw playing the four or the five or whatever that ends up being. I have almost no doubt there wasn't a meeting between Clutch and Calipari with him being out in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, I think it's pretty clear that that was the case. And hell, not even just from a Aaron Bradshaw, but like this isn't going to be. You you dealt with it, Chris Livingston last year. You're going to have Bradshaw next year. Clutch is going to have some big-time guys. And, you know, we went back to it with that PK-80 thing. Did Cal, maybe not burn some bridges, but ruffle some feathers at Nike that slow their recruiting role? If you want to keep this recruiting thing rolling, you're just going to have to deal with some of these Clutch guys. So best to be all be on the same page. I'm much less worried now um, than I was maybe a week or so ago about any of this sort of stuff happening. I think this is all just like smoothing things over, um, kind of uh, putting a bow on it, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but good, good. If that's actually what's going on, and I agree with you, Roush, like then he is taking care of the things we need to take care of. Exactly off the conversation we had yesterday that we may hate this, fans may hate it, older coaches may hate it, younger coaches probably hate it. But it's part of the game now. And if you've got to go schmooze and wheel and deal in the nil era, then you need to go do it. And Cal seems to probably be doing that yesterday. I really don't think it's a coincidence that he just went out to L.A. to go watch a couple former players ball out in a Western Conference semifinal game. There's a recruit they're going after that's in the general area out there, and Clutch representation is out there. I also didn't realize how many former players Clutch represents. I think it's like Darren Fah. There's a ton of former U.K. guys. Now, of course, that doesn't mean those relationships were set in stone when they got to UK, although wink, wink, nudge, nudge, maybe they were. But he's got clutch and clutch Calipari UK. 
there's a lot of intermingling there. Not just Chris Livingston and Bradshaw, where people talk about now. There's former players that are now very successful represented by Clutch. I do. I think it was probably just a kumbaya. Let's all let's just get this squared away because there's going to be more players in the future that are going to get represented by Clutch. And if there was any sort of animosity between parties here, you've got to smooth that over. I have no doubt in my mind Calipari was doing a little of that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, like, the the other part of this, too, um, not just from a big-picture standpoint, but the um, I, I, I at least get a little bit of confidence seeing Cal just like, all right, I'm going to jet set, get out there, and then get back, host another portal player. And part of it, too, is probably getting some clarity on Chris Livingston's situation. He probably was like, I need to know. If, if if he ain't going to be here, then I need to take this this San Diego yeah. State transfer, you know? Yeah, that's so, great. That's a great point. Like that, that there's uh, – is uh, as chaotic as sometimes things feel behind the scenes, as long as a lot of that chaos stays behind the scenes and they are have a the, the, an organizational plan moving forward on what they're doing, like of, of course things are going to be a little hectic, but – I think Cal's got this. There was a time when I wasn't sure about it, and I was, I was a little worried, but I think he has all of his ducks in a row, and at least he's seeming to to keeping them lined up. Now, is he doing everything we want in the middle of the year? I don't know, but TJ, uh, how often last year were we like, actually, I think he's doing all right with what he, the cards he's dealt. It's just we don't we don't like the way he built the roster. Now, now is the time to make sure the roster is built the way he needs it to to be successful. And I, I'm at least getting the impression that he is willing to jump through plenty of hoops to make sure that that is happening. Yeah, I, along those same lines, I would expect news in the next couple of days. Like, do we get a final decision on Chris Livingston? Do we hear do we hear something in those regards? It, it, do we hear about Keishad Johnson? Keyshawn. A lot of people are going to want to say Keyshawn. Oh, I, I I thought they were saying Keyshawn on the CBS broadcast initially um, until I rode that spread madness team all the way to the Final Four. Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn. Does that visit still happen? I, I'm guessing it is. People are saying UK is the favorite. If Bradshaw were going to leave, don't you think after meeting with Clutch, that news would also like start to unravel? Let's just say it was like worst case scenario for Calipari out there. And he goes out there, he meets with Clutch. They say, hey, we love you. We're going to continue to work with you. But he wants to play with Bronny in L.A. And he's that's just what's going to happen here. And, and Chris is going to go too. And in the future, we'll work with you. Then like that news would come out soon. That would leak and break soon. So I do think you're going to probably hear more this week. And I know that uh, Keyshad Johnson, the San Diego State transfer, he's planning on announcing this weekend UK is going to be the last visit that he takes. We're going to take our break, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about what kind of fit that would be. Is it a good move by UK to bring in this player from San Diego State with mostly underwhelming numbers? We'll tell you our opinions on it. We need to talk some football as well, and we've got the Thornton's text line as always. Pop by Thornton's this morning to get your day started off on the right foot. They've got what is it, 89 cents, 32-ounce drinks. They've got delicious breakfast sandwiches and donuts, and they've got it all at Thornton's. Become a Refresh and Rewards member, and you'll save time. You'll save money. 
each and every time at the pump. This is Kentucky Roll Call. He's behind us. Hour number two coming up next. When you don't know me, how's it going to be when you're so Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And at some point this week, if not today, stop in a Salsaritas. Get yourself a delicious Mexican lunch, fresh, made daily, prepared, cooked in front of you. And it is delicious. And the thing I like about it most, too, is relatively quick. You can get fresh, hot food in and out of the restaurant if you're taking it to go, which I do many times. And like three minutes there's been times where i've gone inside ordered they make it it's all good can't wait to eat it i get back in my car the same radio song the same songs on the radio or the same the same segment they're still if it's if i'm listening to sports talk at the time they're having the same they're having they're in the same debate that's how quickly you can get in and out of salsaritas and they can be even faster if you download the app you can have the food waiting on you They'll deliver it to you wow. as well. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown. It has a drive-through. St. Matthews, a beautiful covered patio. The best blue Powerade, spicy salsa, wildly addictive chips. They've got it going on at Salsaritas, and I'm hungry. Hey, when that Just happens. Just like that. Yep. Just like that. Just like that. But Salsaritas, we, it's simply the best. Give it. A we had a. Interesting first hour there. Some technical difficulties. Talked the NBA games. Got it into a Bob Huggins discussion. And then brought it back around to Calipari in Los Angeles. And I I wouldn't be shocked if he did make his way to see the San Diego State potential transfer, Keshad Keshad Johnson, who, Roush, what's, what's your takes on this? Do you like the fit? Do you think it's a desperation move by UK? A lot of Kentucky fans are not happy that he's not a great outside shooter. Where do you sit? Where do you stand with all this? So, I um, first and foremost, I mentioned it that in the spread madness, I had San Diego State as my team, and I really liked Keisha Johnson just watching him play because he's tough. He's a good rebounder play good defense like every time somebody went into the lane even though he wasn't the the biggest guy like it felt like he turned people away um very physical inside and would just hit mid-range shots that was kind of san diego state's mo was they're gonna mid-range you mid-range you to death all the way to the national championship so how does that fit in though i don't know like it feels like the kind of player that John Calipari likes, 
from a uh, being battle tested to to go on the road in the SEC and win some tough nose games like that. He's the kind of player that can be successful in the Southeastern Conference. There's no doubt in my mind. But that 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 is the one thing I just don't know. Like where, how does, who does he play alongside with? Like what? What's the the secret sauce to all of this? Uh, that that I just I don't know, and I I don't pretend to understand because he he is not an outside shooter. That's not his. That's not his uh, mo. No, he he is not going to stretch the floor and knock down threes. Ain't going to happen with this guy. However, UK get him. If Chris Livingston is leaving, and it seems like he's going to leave, get him. You need like it would be a beautiful fit with UK, and most likely you're going to get a guy playing his fifth year of college basketball, and he has played over eighteen games or more in each of his seasons. Like this is an experienced college basketball player with a team loaded with young pieces. Get him. Bring him in the fold, and it's somebody that is going to probably play somewhat limited minutes. I would guess anywhere from like, this is a pretty wide margin, but anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes a game, most likely. It's somebody that probably isn't even going to start, and you're telling me you could get somebody that was an important piece, scored 14 points in the national championship game, would be playing his fifth year of college basketball, defensive-oriented, not somebody that's going to care about getting his shots or getting his scoring. And you can add that piece to this group of very young freshmen. Yes, this is the perfect role player for this upcoming Kentucky basketball team. I don't care if Scoots is a better shooter than him. He doesn't want to shoot. He doesn't care about shooting. He wants to defend. He can guard multiple positions. He could guard a five in a pinch if you had to. I saw. I got to see him up close and personal in Louisville for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight games. And I was impressed with really all of San Diego State's versatility defensively. But this is part of the issue with the UK fan base, and I love you all. And I like I, I think KRC listeners are you know, are different. Every radio show says that, I suppose. But two things: one, we're whiny. We're too whiny. That's got. I wish that would stop a little bit. And two, there's too many people that just don't know basketball that are promoting basketball topics. Defense has been a bigger issue for UK basketball the last few seasons yeah. than offense yeah. has. Yeah. Yet all you hear is they ain't gotta have shooters. You gotta you can't shoot the ball. Archaic offense. No, UK's issues have been defensively. They got yes, too many shooters if, that couldn't guard anybody. <laughs> if if Dillingham and Wagner and Edwards end up being horrible outside shooters, yeah, UK is probably gonna have some problems next year. I don't think that's gonna be an issue. I don't think that's gonna be a concern. I think they're going to be able to defend, as a matter of fact. I think those guards on the perimeter are going to be better defenders than what we've been used to, but we don't know that for sure. I could totally be wrong about that and and say, hey, I was wrong. I do know he will be a good defender. I do know that. I don't know about the freshman. I do know about Keyshad Johnson. And you get him into the fold, it makes UK's team better. And it's a, a player that isn't going to demand the ball. I know you get a lot of people that are saying there's only one ball on the team. How's everybody going to be able to score? It's somebody that just doesn't care about that. He he would be a good teammate. This is a big, bigger deal than I think is being made out. If you get Chris Livingston back, you'll be okay. But if you don't, one, you need bodies. You definitely need bodies at the four. This 
seems like a pretty solid piece to me. And Roush couldn't agree more. Like, this is the dude that you just see in the SEC every Tuesday night play against Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. And no, it's they a don't huge pain in the scoreboard. ass. Right. You, you don't look at the game afterwards and say, if, oh, if we would have stopped that Johnson guy, we, we would have won. But he's just the annoying physical player mm-hmm. that can make life tough on one of UK's better players. We're so used to seeing this guy get him into the program, let him be the seventh man, eighth man off a national championship team. This is a bigger deal than people are making it out to be. Bring him home. And it sounds like things are moving in the right direction. He's going to visit UK starting tomorrow, I believe. And then I think he's looking to make a decision shortly after that. I always like getting the last visit. It doesn't always matter. I think it probably is overplayed more than anything. But I like it personally. Uh, this would be a great, great addition. Again, Roush, I think it's fair to say, like, you know, how would it look? Would he start? What would – yeah, we got to figure all that stuff out. When you're bringing in all these new players, that is – got to see how the chemistry of it all works out. That's why maybe if you get to go up to Canada, get some of these guys to kind of get their feet wet with, with, with playing with one another – could be even more beneficial. I know UK got to do with the Bahamas this past year. Ended up not really mattering, but also think Oscar's injury to start the year, that kind of slowed down some progress. And uh, as Roush said, it ended up, I think, in hindsight, just not being the best collection of players. Maybe we have that same conversation with this group. All I know is if that does be if that is the case, it won't because it won't be because UK added Johnson. And I don't care that he can't shoot. Well don't care at all. My my big thing is like not everybody can be a shooter, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you just can't. Uh, you, you need players to do different things, and they have plenty of shooters. Justin Edwards is going to stretch things out on the wing. Aaron Bradshaw can stretch things out as a post player. If Oscar Sheboy comes out, he can knock down a 16, 17-foot jump shot, right? And if Johnson could hit from 12 feet and in, fine, you know. Like, works fine by me. Um, I... I you, you you nailed it when it I mean he's not exactly a rim protector, but he is a good defender, a high quality, good defender, above average defender, and defense has been a bigger issue than shooting, which I, I mean it is crazy to me that like there were times this year I'm like, is Antonio or yeah, is Reeves even a good shooter and he finished shooting forty percent from three? Like the 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 shooting, yes, uh CJ Frederick's uh lack of production was problematic, but every other guy that they've brought in has been a good shooter. It's the defense that's cost him, right? I mean, what did Kellen Grady shoot a year ago? He was the leading three-point shooter in the SEC for great. 90% of the year. You know, I mean, like, those guys have been fine. Turns out the defense has been the biggest issue over this last three- or four-year run, and while he's not the long shot blocker that – Define the early Cal eras. You got one of them there, and this guy is at least a physical player that can. Hell, remember we had that conversation too, TJ. Like the, those those fours, those those really good stretch fours have really been problematic for Kentucky over the years. Like, can can we get somebody to guard him? Keyshawn Johnson can can be that guy, right? Oh, he he will absolutely be that guy yeah. if he comes to Kentucky and. Think how much Cal loves switching in the pick and roll. This is a guy that could switch on one through five. And would it, you know, can he guard a guard the entire game? Now, probably going to have some issues there. But in a pinch, he's somebody that can switch off, do a lot of nice things. 
a lot of people are making a big deal about his 14 points in the national championship game. That's when your team only scores 59 and you had 14 of them, pretty good. But he's not a great scorer. He had three in the Final Four game. He had five in the Elite Eight game. He had eight in the upset win over Alabama. But what if he puts up those numbers in UK's run next year? Like, you got Wagner to be the scorer. You got yep. Dillingham to be the yep. scorer. You got Edwards to be the scorer. You got Antonio Reeves to be the scorer. Oscar Shebway has led the team in scoring. You've got Aaron Bradshaw, who hopefully you have Aaron Bradshaw. He's going to be able to stretch the floor and knock down shots. You do not need shooters. You need experience. You need toughness. You need veterans. And most importantly, the thing that's been missing, if you want to compare the early Cal era to now, defense. You need link. You need people that take pride on that end of the floor. This is somebody that's going to fit that bill. I really want UK to get this guy. Again, I don't think – if not, I'll need to see why or what they replace him with. But my biggest issue for next year is defense. I want, I want it to be solidified as much as possible. This would help uh, in a big way. So we'll see. He's starting his visit tomorrow. Uh, all the experts are saying that UK seems to be in a good spot. That's what you like to hear before a visit happens. But if you could get a fifth-year college basketball player that's played in a national championship game to help mold some of these younger guys, add a little bit of toughness to a team that I think is going to take pre- – you know, DJ Wagner doesn't get pushed around. I'm sure Dillingham doesn't like getting pushed around. Yeah, this guy to the fold, only going to help from a toughness standpoint. All in on it. Love it. Make it happen, Cap'n. And uh, did you mention Reeves is another potential shooter that could be back? Like I, I threw him in the fold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, people forget about him. Have we gotten an official yeah. word on Oscar yet? No, no. Have no word on Oscar. Of... No word on Reeves. Yep. No word on Livingston. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Have you heard anything, Scooch? I haven't. No, that's why I was asking. Let's put your ear over the ground. I'll see, see what, what I can, can dig hear. up. Yeah. See if Spears knows anything about it. Oh well. You doing his show today? I am. Yeah, real excited. Tell him to stop messing up the microphones. Uh, I don't know that he knows how to even barely work a microphone, let alone mess it up. Shots that's fired. Maybe how he me- that's maybe how he messed it up. <laughs> Trying to work it. Let's get to the Thornton's text line here as we move on from the Keshad Johnson talk. But anybody questioning the fit, I hate saying it. They they just they don't they don't know ball. Ah, popular phrase that's being used. Love that phrase right now. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yep. A texter says, were horses really struggling before horse racing came along? And I think they threw in an emoji, but we like a laughing emoji. Yeah, um, that's part of why they they started Churchill Downs is promote the horse industry that was uh, struggling uh, because a bunch of them got slaughtered in the Civil War. Well, and another thing is, like, you, you texter, you read a little bit of history. Dead horses in city streets were as common as dogs and cats. So, <laughs> like, not saying that, like, if horse racing went away, you were just going to see dead horses on the side of I-64. I, 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 I hope not. I don't think you'd have to worry about that. But horses are better off today in America than they've ever been in their entire history. So, Nobody likes to see an animal die in person. Nobody likes to see an animal die on TV. Nobody likes to see anybody die. In this business, I think you have to realize when you're watching horse racing, there is, while it is unlikely to happen with the race that you're watching, it is an above 0% chance that an animal may be hurt 
or life have a life-threatening or life-ending injury. And if that worries you, don't watch. I did, don't watch. I did want to ask Roush this yesterday. How, how come if they do suffer like a leg injury like they do so many times, how, why are they euthanized? Like, can a horse not get surgery and just lay down for a couple weeks? No, no, because they're the way – like, look at their bodies. They're so top-heavy. They have to support so much weight. They can't, like, hobble around on three legs. And that's – kind of wrote about it yesterday. Like, if they can – come up with some advances from a um, technological standpoint, whether it's prosthetics, surgeries, whatever it might be. Like that that's the path moving forward. So but, um, if yeah. if they get surgery and just lay down for a month or whatever, let it heal, like that that's not a possibility. I just I don't understand what I mean they're like so when when a lot of times when there's an injury and I'm not a, a vet and I'm talking out my butt here big time. But like when there's an injury in a horse leg scoots Without cutting off the leg and replacing the leg, there's really nothing else they can do in a lot of instances. A lot of them. And, like, how are you going to, right there in that moment, cut off a leg, put another leg on? Like, you know, you just, like, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm simplifying it, obviously, but, like, when a horse goes down and there's damage within its leg, that's all it is. Like, that's all they have. So if, like, a muscle snaps, if a leg breaks, they, they can't function. Like, the, you know, they just would have to crawl. And one, there's not, like, technology to be able to move around horses of that size just, like, on the ground and dragging them around, you know? Like, you can't do that. It's it's sad, but it's tough. And that they're incredibly delicate animals, as delicate really as it gets. And they're being bred to even be more delicate because they can they think that maybe they can be faster that way. It's 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 the sad part of the industry. Yeah, I, just, I you may have, you may have been gallivanting across Florida with your lottery winnings back in 06 and early 2007, but they did everything they could for Barbaro. I mean, they spent millions of dollars to try to rehab this horse just so it could be healthy enough to be able to breed because they knew the fi- they knew the finances of it all would like we can spend all this money trying to get this horse healthy if we have the payoff of being able to stud it and they, they, the, so it got hurt in the Preakness. Sounds or right. Was it the, yeah, I think it got hurt in the pre, it, it broke through the gate and then it didn't die. So yep, that would have been, true. I guess in May, it didn't die until January the next year. So they tried for a very, very, very long mm-hmm. time and they just couldn't, they just couldn't do anything about it. It's incredibly sad. Nobody, like Roush says a million times, nobody is pro animals dying. It's just, I think some people are understand the realities of life versus just like this fantasy rainbow land where it's like, well, we don't want anything bad to ever happen to anybody. And sure, that sounds great, but it's just not reality. And like horse racing so good to so many different aspects of American life, and especially here in Kentucky, and especially improving the quality of horses' lives Getting rid of it would not do what people think it is. And then, Roush, we had more drama with my old Kentucky home yesterday. Oh, we had more? I missed that. It suppo- I, you know, I don't know if this was verified, but supposedly they told the UofL band like, moments before, hey, we're not, we're not singing this year. And for the first time that many couldn't remember, maybe the first time ever, they made a, they NBC made the decision not to have the words played or the lyrics shown, which is if I'm Churchill Downs, then like, you know, we, we don't have to have you as a TV partner. We can, we can find this race elsewhere. 
Now, that would be a pretty drastic and extreme step to do that just because they're not playing that song, but I would like NBC to answer why that is. Hmm. I, I I'd like to hear their explanation, at least. I didn't, I didn't say that at all. That's the rumor, out on the old Twitter, at least. Hmm. But by the way, Texter just texted in a good answer for me regarding the horses. He says, as the son of a vet tech, the dirty little secret is these horses have huge life insurance policies, so more often than not, the more cost-effective route is to euthanize. Makes, oh, for sure. Ma- makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, like, that, that's a whole other... I mean, that kind of goes along with the Barbaro aspect of it. Like, there are probably some examples where if you just had the best medicine and the best doctors on hand right then and there, maybe, like maybe there'd be a chance, but it's, it's expensive. Another kind of sad reality to the whole thing is it's really expensive to try to, to, horses are just expensive. Even Mm -hmm. keeping horses are expensive. Right. But I'd love somebody that's like very anti-horse racing to tell me their solution. If anybody's out there. Well, I'm seeing uh, Terry Miner's tweet in the NBC broadcast. Actually, no, that's on the NBC broadcast. That's somebody who just was near the band when they played. Hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Like, what, what is that doing for anybody? Like, I'm sorry. You're just a total and complete loser if you hear a song and it makes you outraged. We've just got to stop giving in to the, the, the biggest losers. Just have to. Got to stop doing it. Another texture says, Scooch, what is it? What is okay? Scooch, what is it with you constantly fumbling the bag? I thought the story was going to turn into a happy ending, but man, I was completely wrong. This is, of course, referencing Scooch was <laughs> flirting with a, I guess, a, you know, would you call it a teller? What do you call it, Roush at church? I'd, I'd say teller. Okay. He was flirting with a ticket teller. It was going well. He even bet the I get her number horse or whatever the name of the horse was, but then he just completely botched it. And Scooch, what's with you fumbling the bag? Yeah, I guess I'm just, uh, I don't know. Call me Chris Rodriguez from a couple years ago if you want. <laughs> I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. You know, and I was talking are to, getting a, pay, are you getting paid under the table? I am not, no. But I, uh, I was talking to a coworker yesterday about it. I was telling her about the whole situation. And, my gosh, there were so many lines that I could have used. I could have even thrown in other horses and tried to pick her up that way. But, yeah, I, I, I really did. Just fumbled the bag. My bad, guys. Maybe next time. You know what they say about horses. And you, like, do a little wink thing. <laughs> that would be untrue. They're, well, I was going to say they're very expensive to, to keep. <laughs> Handguns and horse grenades, am I right? Oh, so I, is there anything better than the reoccurring Scooch love stories in KRC? I mean, <laughs> that never work out. The, but they don't work out because you just you. you the la- this the, one was the last one is the lamest that that we've had because Scooch, you you're like, scared. Yeah, like uh, you you were hanging out the track drinking. Uh, what what what's wrong with just a little flirting? Oh, I was flirt. Like, I was flirting for yeah, sure. But you didn't actually flirt though. No, I actually flirted. I just didn't act on the flirting. Yes, that's. I agree with Scoots there. You, you got to be actionable, though. You got to do a number. It's derby. Like, you know. Oh, what's the worst you going to do? Say but, no, and you never see this teller ever again? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was thinking yesterday, I wonder if she works just like random races. Maybe I'll have or to. You just gotta, Churchill Downs, small place. I'm sure you'll run into her again. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll just have to get tickets for that same section and like on a Friday or Thursday or whatever and see if she's there. 
I doubt that she I, probably I a temporary worker. Yeah, I bet so. Can you explain what she looked like? Maybe some of the listening radio audience uh, knows who you're talking about. Uh, they do not, but. No, oh, well, you didn't give a. How do you know you didn't try it? I, I'm not going to give a description of her because somehow that'll come back to bite me. Somehow, <laughs> what towel? I don't know. Was I would like for Scoots. We need to get Scoots to meet with one of those police sketch artists and uh, <laughs> have him come up with a detailed description. Next commercial break, I'll get a pen and paper, Scoots. I'll I'll sketch artist for you. All right. You know? I can. I would. Uh, that could have, <laughs> would it be? It would not be a good radio segment. You know, it would be a good radio segment. I'm convinced it'd be a good radio segment because then afterwards I get to tweet out what she looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll we'll maybe table that. <laughs> Let's go to our last break. Come back. Finish up the text line. Wrap up the show. Scoot to your gym, buddy. And you make sure the big X stays on top of it, which could explain maybe the, the recent stretch of technical difficulties. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Walker in the crowd, Justin Game. Saying, let her cry. If the tears fall down my ring, let her sing. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Oh man, Scoots, I don't think you did this intentionally, but you can't hear. Oh, I did. Okay. But you bring it up then. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Scoots, I, I like. I couldn't believe the news that I that I saw. I I hope it's legitimate. Oh wait, I was thinking you were going with uh, great job playing this rejoin because. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. No, I thought you were going in the direction of that song is Tuesday's Gone, and this is the last segment of Tuesday's show. That's mm. where I thought you were going. Heavens no, my brain is not at that juncture <laughs> right now. No, no no chance. No, I I thought you were playing this song based on the Will Ferrell news that was out there. Oh, oh no, I missed Ferrell that. News? I hope it's not fake. I really don't, but... Supposedly, Will Ferrell is going to be making a series, I think. I don't think it's a movie. I, th- I think I read series about a new golf league competing with oh. the PGA. And supposedly, Adam Sandler is going to be in the series, at least in some capacity, as Happy Gilmore. And it just sounds like it could have all the potential in the world. And I really hope it's I really hope it's true. I really hope it's true. Same. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. That that would be a big big old time. Is okay, that, it is true, folks. So I've got confirmation is here. It, is this it came out a this came out a while ago, but we were so caught up in derby stuff. Is it based on live or is it just based on two separate competent competing or competitor like groups? Golf I think like live is what sparked the idea. Right, okay. I, I don't think they're going to call it live, but like it is loosely based on that. And I'm sure it's just going to be totally and completely outlandish. I'm sure this golf league that they're making up is just going to be like, you know, happy Gilmore esque wild and all that fun stuff. So 
Looking forward to it. Did you all see what happened to the uh, golf course that the Liv played on? I believe it was this weekend. Oh, no. What happened? So, apparently, it was in Australia. I believe it was in Adelaide, Australia. Apparently, the golf course people came out and said that the course will not be able to be used for six months because of just how trashed it was after Liv was done. Hmm. Is that from, like, the players or from the That came from, like, the people in charge of the club. But, like, were the golf course. Was it the fans? Oh, fans for sure, yeah. Because, I mean, it's just a big party. They're getting rowdy. There was, like, I saw some, like, tire marks on one of the fairways and stuff. Yeah, just just a mess. Hmm. Well, any course that hosts these big events, there there is a little bit. Like, there's a a little bit. There's a lot they have to do, obviously, before. Sure. But, yeah, there's a lot of areas that really get messed up afterwards as well. Not to the point of like six months, I don't think, but they they get paid for that to some degree. That like, hey, we know that you're gonna have to kind of shut down the course or have weird hours before the event because we got to get everything ready, and then after the event, especially. But yeah, it sounds like maybe this one went a little bit too crazy, a little too wild. But Will Ferrell, potentially Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore, a golf comedy series coming. I don't know what platform. Coming down the pipe, which will be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. And it gets me excited about the 2023 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Always, always. And this year's card, we've got a new one on there, new edition, Park Mammoth Golf Club, one of the nicest new golf courses in the entire Commonwealth of Kentucky. Uh, We also got some nearby, a little bit closer, Wooded View, Valley View, Christmas Lake, Santa Claus, Indiana. Tons of great options. A great time of the year to get out on the links with the big exports radio golf car. But as we learned last week, TJ, the supply is limited. They go fast. So get them now, bigexportsradio.com. Limited, limited, limited. All right, Scoots, uh, I got all my pins and papers. Does she have just long hair? We'll just do this as the show goes on. Long hair, short hair? Uh, she had short hair that day. Ooh. Oh, so you think it was like maybe up in a pony? Um, no, I don't think it was real. But it was short. It was short, yeah. Like, I, I'm thinking she has. Years. I'm thinking she has one of those hairstyles that can that can change every single day. Hmm. Okay, it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. Ra- Roush and I toes. can't necessarily relate, but no, okay. De- I definitely cannot relate. Um, <laughs> you know what I cannot relate to either is all these college programs getting in trouble for gambling. A lot of them getting in trouble for gambling. We had. Alabama's head baseball coach and uh, former UK assistant Brad Bohannon got canned for allegedly being involved in some nefarious gambling. There was uh, recordings of him talking to people, and uh, people knew betters knew information about who was playing beforehand. So he was out, and then yesterday, um, both Iowa and Iowa State. So that basically we got a dozen or more than a dozen, maybe two dozen in five or six, seven different sports involved in some type of gambling and are under investigation. And TJ, I find it so hard. I can maybe I can have some takes about Alabama's baseball coach because it's pretty clear he was working with some he was feeding information to people who are making bets. Uh, That's pretty clear cut. You can't do that. I want to know about these these kids, though, at Iowa and Iowa State. Because if they 
were trying to place a part like a single game parlay in an NBA game. They were probably losing. Why why should they why should a baseball a college baseball player be punished for betting on an NBA game or I don't know, getting in a bracket pull for the NCAA tournament? I yeah, hope so that this, wasn't the case. This is gonna be a hot take. This is gonna be radio discussions people are gonna have for a while. And in the current setting, it's not if your favorite team or school will get in trouble, it'll be when, because kids bet. They're going to bet. Just like if the NCAA came down and been like, hey, if any of your kids ever get caught drinking during their four years at UK, we're going to have some major issues. No, it's just unrealistic. Betting the Pandora's box has been open, and you just what the ruling needs to be. And you need NCAA needs to come down heavy on this. They need to say, listen, we're, we know we're not going to be able to police all betting. We don't want to police all betting. But if we ever find anybody associated with a team betting their specific sport, then that's when we'll come down. And I think that's totally and understandably fair. I just, it's in a perfect world, you would say, yeah, no betting across. You just don't do it. We don't want you to do it. It's too easy to bet nowadays. It's too accessible. It happens all over the country. It's going to be unrealistic to tell players or coaches or just people within a program hey you can't bet period it's not going to happen now you do need to make sure people aren't fixing games people aren't throwing games that's going to be tough to figure out if that's happening i don't really i don't pretend to have all the answers about how you can find out who's betting or not betting but they need to come out and be like we're going to let people bet we don't have an issue with betting different sport if you're a college baseball player and you want to throw 20 bucks on the nba Feel free, your money, not ours. We don't care. But if it's in, if it's in the sport, you got to crack down if you get caught. It, and that's really just what it all comes down to for me. Is it's like, just what what are they actually betting on here? Because uh, that I mean, Calvin Ridley, he was doing parlays in the NFL. Come on, don't be an idiot. But I mean, we just celebrated a weekend of athletes coming to our town to to bet on horses you know yeah like it's, so i i'm i'm curious how that will how, what what we'll learn from that one because it did sound pretty extensive um just from the amount of people uh the different sports because you're i mean it's so easy also how are you getting caught like you know, you've got to sit through all those don't bet on an NCAA videos. Can't you just tell your buddy to place a bet for you and then Venmo you or something? Or can't you just Venmo your friends? Or are you really putting out, like, shelling out hundreds of dollars for games or something? Yeah, I don't really know all the details about that. I think it's, I think those, that's fair questions as well, but it's going to, that's a, that's a whole different, <laughs> it's a whole different aspect of the ever, evolving world of college sports and really even professional because that you'll you'll have issues with that but i think when professional the betting stuff has been around much longer i mean it, it actually has been college it's probably been around but it's been quieter but now that it's so accessible and easy to bet everywhere you're gonna you're gonna get more stories like this and it will be on the athletic programs sids compliance to really hit it home to their players that like hey you could throw away your entire collegiate career you could throw away your team's entire season you could get your coaches fired like it is very very important that you guys are responsible and gals 
are responsible with all this stuff. And it will not, the Alabama, the Iowa, Iowa State won't be the last of it. So need nope. to try to get on the same page as the NCAA. Be a good time to have some leadership there. But, of course, that's been missing for over a decade. Let's get back to the Thornton Stex line. Let's do it. 502-414-1450 is uh, the number. Um, I did want to uh, mention, too, Scoot's a little follow-up with our uh, vet stuff. Mm-hmm. Um Barbro broke his leg in more than twenty places. Oh, so like, okay, yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, like, and the the other part, uh, doing a little more research, um, horses can't survive on just three legs because they get complications in their other ones. Like they they have to have all four working well. Oh, it's yeah, like, I would imagine it, they would probably have some bowel issues. They may have some eating issues. They may have some like weight issues at that point. That makes sense. They'd be in, They'd be incredibly immobile. It's kind of like my sciatic. Like, my left sciatic was acting up, so then I started to overwork the right one, and it started to hurt a little bit. There you go. I, I was actually, sense. I thought a horse getting hurt was just like your sciatica. I was. <laughs> I meant to compare it to that earlier, but I forgot. <laughs> Whenever scoots, we use an like scoots, a... it's going to be our highest listened to show ever. <laughs> scoots, did she have like a full face, thin face? A uh, full face, yeah. It was a full face. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, Glass, glasses as well. Brown oh. eyes. Oh, nice. Uh, we're not going to be able to do eye color. This is going to be pretty uh, simplistic. Okay, but okay. Um, So skin color nice doesn't matter either. So would then. you call her your brown-eyed girl? I would call her my brown girl. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> take it easy, Bob Huggins. <laughs> Another texture on the Thornton's text line says... Really like the potential Keyshad Johnson fit. Experienced quality defender with size who scores efficiently inside the arc. Folks are speculating about Bradshaw and Oscar, but this is a direct Livingston replacement, in my opinion. I totally agree, Texter. I think it would probably tell us everything we needed to know about Livingston if this happens. Yeah. And I, Thrash, what do you think? You think it's going to happen? I mean, I, and I've, I've never had any hope that Livingston was coming back either, but this would just kind of clarify it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I get all the concern about the front court, but we'll be rolling up next year with DJ, Rob Reeves, and Justin Edwards. Been a long time since we've had that much perimeter talent. And adding a guy like this certainly would fortify things in there. Certainly would. Yeah. And assuming you keep Raj, I think you'd feel good about the front court. I would. I, I still think. Oscar's got to come Bra- back, it, you know. Yeah. yeah, you need Oscar back. But if you had Oscar, Bradshaw, you gonna, and then Johnson playing the four and the five, you'd, you would want to make sure Bradshaw can play the four. Otherwise, you're stuck with Johnson at the four. But if that's what ends up happening, I think you're going to be okay. At least you'd have a good defender there. Hey, okay. Hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, though. I'm with you, though. And, and there's also part of this right now, too. You need bodies. And a guy that just played in a national championship game that's an above-average defender, going to be hard to, to find many better than that. I will say there still is an opportunity for players to enter the portal. They've got a few more days. I want to say it's like May the 15th, if I'm not mistaken. That's the last time they can enter the portal. You can still recruit players from it. Um, it's just the only ones that are eligible to play next year are supposedly the ones that enter before that window closes. But, you know, I just... Sometimes these transfer rules, like, so, so do we have the rules or do we not have the rules? Yeah. 
hard to. I'm still figuring that stuff out too. I wonder if coaches know it. I bet they even they get confused. I bet like they're texting compliance frequently, being like, "Can I do this? What about that? Can a transfer do this? Can we talk to this kid?" It'd be confusing. Another texter says, "When talking about Johnson three point shooting, it's important to note that he hasn't had the privilege to work with player development guru John Welch." It's true. Which I don't think we talk, I don't think we talked about that at all. Did that was that official? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought that happened maybe last weekend when we were on the backside. Uh, okay, I didn't know if it was just scuttlebutt or whatever, but yeah, five days ago it was just reported that he's set to he's set to be being hired to what role? I don't know if that was made official yet. Uh, Rally's dad, good role. He's doing it well. Um. <laughs> uh... Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here with the latest episode of Howard's Hypothetical Hysteria. If you could either bring Keontae Goodwin back to finish his college career at Kentucky or bring back Damian Collins under the same circumstances, which would you choose? Player at a position of need or an athletic shot blocker who would be a nice insurance if Brad Shaw were to go to USC? Uh, man, I'm I'm just I th- I'm so not worried about Brad Shaw to USC. I don't um, – I guess – okay. Uh, I didn't know other people still were, but yeah, no, I'm not worried about Bradshaw to USC at all. So give me Keontae Goodwin with five-star potential at a position like offensive tackle. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I'd go Goodwin. I'm not even crazy about Keontae Goodwin, but I just. uh... You also don't like really know what Damian Collins is as a player because it, it, Feels like he's a center, but not a center, you know, and how good of a shot blocker. Like, he's just a very, uh, and tweener's not even the right word either. I, I just, I, I really don't know what he is as a player as like a 6'10 forward. Scoots, I need another update on, on Dream Woman. We've got her face pretty much done. Is she Tall? like, no, is she super, is she super? Thin, or she got a little meat on her? She's got a little meat on her. You all know how I like them. Yeah, I figured. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yep. What do we got next on the text line? How about those freaking bat cats? How about them? How about them? Uh, Tennessee Tech tonight. Final midweek game of the year. And then this weekend, it's, I want to say, at regular Tennessee. And they'll end the season with Florida visiting old KPP. How about those freaking bad cats? Um, I do have some bad news out of Lexington. TJ, did you ever frequent McGee's Bakery back in the day? I did not, but I was familiar with it. Yeah. I, I never went there. It's closing down. That was one of my favorite spots. I, I used to work by there uh, on Main Street, and it was the best lunch spot or like early lunch, whatever you wanted to call it, where I could get like a biscuit and gravy order for $3 and a large coffee. Oh, place was awesome. Loved it so much. Just yeah, well, RIP to them. Yeah. I bet they were around for a long time. Sixty-seven years closing this weekend, and it's mostly just because they can't get people to work, which goes back to our conversation with Alan Keck last week. Like, so sad, so sad. We have that all these sad. businesses going by the wayside because people just aren't working. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, another texter on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. By the way, Brad also sent in a list of. I don't know where he got it from, but of like the top wide receiving cores in the NCAA or in the NFL, excuse me, and said that uh, something we could talk about. Who do you all think would be number one? Just quickly, uh, um, it would be 
Jamar Chase, T. Higgins would be up there. Um, I can't think of one another. Yeah, I would take them with like Tyler Boyd. And then maybe the Dolphins second. Roush, you're crazy. I would take the Steelers guys over Bengals guys. Are you kidding me? No, nah, give me Deontay Johnson. Give me the uh, George Pickens. Scoots, that is the dumbest thing I've ever yeah. heard just in my saying, life. I'm just saying I would take them against anybody in the league. Deontay Johnson have, is so frustrating. He drops so many passes. They have uh, the Steelers wait, who, at they 17. Have somebody, they have the Bengals at number one. No, I mean, that wouldn't be my legit answer, but I would take those two guys against everybody yeah. else in the league. Where's the, where's the Dolphins on that list? Because they got Tyree Kill and somebody else really fast. Walk number off. three. Can you guess number two? Um, All right, Scoots. I think I'm done. Yeah, I can't. Maybe. Uh, looks awesome. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've, I mean, of course I, I, you know, I can't, I can't like do like skin etchings and stuff like that, but I think it's pretty solid in terms of like what this woman probably looks like. All right. Send it out. Okay. I will. <laughs> uh, I'm going to probably just put it on the Kentucky roll call Twitter community. So. Oh, I can't, okay. can't wait to see it. Good idea. Um, one texture says you still had the ring, no ring debate after saying it's bad radio. Admittedly, was um, my my wheels were spinning a little after we had the technical difficulties and TJ left. I was like, "Oh hell, what are we going to talk about for fifteen minutes?" So yeah, uh, it's it's tough in those spots. Yeah, yeah, but we we got through it. We got through it together. Oh, John here. Good morning, everyone. Wow, it sucks that the station is having problems this morning. However, I'm dedicated, so no matter what it sounds like, I will still listen. John, you're just such a great, great, great advocate for KRC and the Big X. We appreciate it, buddy. The Warriors will be fine and probably still go to Game 7. However, if they don't, I won't take any champion but LeBron. Sorry, AD. But, hey, if we are looking at UK guys to get it done, what about Booker and the Suns? That would still be awesome. Okay, tell me how many more pieces the basketball cats have to add to make sure they have a chance to be special next year. Who would you like to see Cal and company add or return? Well, got to go. Talk to you later. I guess if, um, if you have Oscar Reeves, and this Keyshawn Johnson guy come back. I'd be good with that, right, Teej? Yeah, I would be fine with that. Sound good to you? Sounds yeah, no, Reeves, Oscar, Johnson. Make sure Bradshaw's locked up, which I'm not really all that concerned about that. You're ready to rock and roll. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know if I've done a good job articulating why I'm so confident in the Bradshaw stuff. Like, the Bradshaw stuff got out after it was, like, I, after it was resolved, seemingly. At least that's my understanding of it. Oh, that's good. Like, yeah, it was like, it wouldn't. There was a fire they were actively trying to put out under wraps, is essentially how I understand it. So, yeah. All right, Scoots, I need your, we need your live reaction if this is accurate or not. Oh, okay. Let me check it out. You put it oh, on yeah, the, I uh, posted. oh, okay. Okay. This is gonna. It be has been posted. Let me know what you think. On the, let me know on the communities uh, on Twitter. Yeah, well, how do you? It's loading, and the internet, uh, oh, no. even at my own house, has some big X tendencies. So um, it's gonna be loading in a second. I'll get to another text. Roush, are you still getting straight buckets in that men's to sales league? I think it's long over. Oh uh, yeah, it's like a late summer thing. We'll get it back up eventually. 
Found the Kyle Tucker's tweet last night. Interesting. Have to assume he's implying that Kyle met with Clutch unless one of our guys is at an out in L.A. training. Yeah, we talked about that, Texter, in the podcast. Make sure you go back and listen if you don't mind. Uh, and don't forget to go to ShadyRace.com. Use promo code BIGX for 25% off. Polarized sunglasses, affordable price. It's it's really not wanting to post. Which, oh, oh, it's posted. No. Okay, we're good. Oh. We're in. I'm really excited to see this illustration. Same. Um I'm still not yep. here. Not, not popping up. Well, the Big X internet has to work too. It's a double edged sword. That's true. I'm not using the Big X internet. Well, it's there. So I don't know what else to tell you, boys. A texture says, sounds like someone needs to make a law for the horse industry. That is a whole other issue that we don't oh. have enough time to talk about it, but every state has like different <laughs> regulations and different this, that, or the other. Did I hear a laugh over there? Yeah, that's Scoot's reaction. This is about what mine was. Oh, my gosh. It's a great illustration. You even got the Churchill Downs badge. It's, it's not bad. Um, her hands? Her, her legs were not that big, and I don't know that her belly was that pudgy, but, you know. All in all. You said she was a bigger. You said she was bigger. All in all. I didn't feel like I went over the top with it or anything. All in all, not bad. Pretty pretty stand, uh, stellar work there. Thank you. I like the I was doing a world-class even, radio shirt. You even signed your uh, illustration, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to TJ's point, though, yeah, that's part of why. I mean, Forte's going to be out of the Preakness because of a dumb rule in the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission, but that rule doesn't necessarily apply to the Maryland one. They don't have a universal like organizing body. It's not like an NFL. It's like all these that's different gotta, that, states. That should change. Yeah. I don't think it ever will because each state's got their own different stuff going on. But uh, we are out of time. Make sure you join us on the Kentucky Roll Call community Twitter page if you're there. We only do have <laughs> 265 people there. I just don't think a lot of people know about it. But if you want to see the picture, there it is. It's great. We're out of time. Sorry for the technical oh, difficulties. Man. What a Thanks. weird day. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, it really was. But thank you, everybody, for being patient with us. And and just know that we are working hard to try to make it sound good and try to make it work, and especially Scoots, who goes above and beyond more than I think a lot of people even realize. So thank you all. Hopefully more normal tomorrow, 7 a.m. We'll have plenty to talk about, I'm sure. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. Okay.